2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun.
0: Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Full Press NHL Podcast. I'm your host Jim Berenger. Today we have a special guest, CeCe Hockley, that covers the Colorado Avalanche minor league team, the AHL team out there. But he's stepping up his game for the Stanley Cup final. He's covering the Colorado Avalanche as they are in the Stanley Cup final, taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. We just got that matchup Saturday night. And you can find this podcast along with Everything else Full Press Coverage does, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Just have to show, throw that little cheap plug in. Ian would not be happy if I didn't do it, so I'm going to do it. Our boss, he loves listening to this. So without further ado, C.C. Hawkley, welcome to the Full Press NHL Podcast. It's great to have you on.
4: It's great to be on, and I tell you, it's an, it's an honor to be able to, to finally share the floor with you. Um, Like I said before the show, seeing you with all those New Jersey banners behind you, it's a welcome sight. It's a familiar sight. And now now I'm a part of the show, at least for for this episode and for the final. And uh, yeah, can't wait. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Welcome. Of course, man. You know, we want to get the Colorado perspective.
3: Uh, And as I said, off the top, I think a lot of people are tired of hearing me talk all the time. So we want to get different perspective in there. I like to joke with the audience, but I like your puck background as well. Nice little, uh, nice to see that represented with the Canadian flags and the different pucks and the sticks as well, as you told me off air that it was made by uh, by broken sticks from NHL players, which is really, really cool.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kudos to the girlfriend for getting me a birthday present there. And yeah, you've got uh, Central Hockey League pucks, International Hockey League pucks. You've got, of course, American Hockey League pucks, pucks NHL pucks. Um, all sorts of pucks that, that have meaning to me and, uh, yeah, but obviously being an audio recording, you can't see it, but, uh, (laughs) but maybe I'll throw it up on there on my Twitter so that the folks at home can, can see what we're alluding to here.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and we're here, Stanley cup final. Finally, we got down to it. The final two teams, the Tampa Bay lightning punched their ticket to the Stanley cup final Saturday night three straight years they've been in the Stanley cup final and is what they are doing is remarkable. They continue to make history, but they're going to have a tough opponent in the Colorado avalanche. I think this is their biggest challenge in the Stanley cup final. No disrespect to Dallas and Montreal, but did any really anybody really think they were going to beat the Tampa Bay lightning those years Um, this year, they have a legitimate challenger and maybe for the first time in a while, this is a 50-50 toss-up series, though. If you look at the money and you hear the predictions, a lot of it is Colorado's in favor of Colorado, which is I'm I'm not gonna say a slap in the face of the champs, but maybe a little disrespect because the Lightning are underdogs in this series.
4: Yeah, that was really surprising to see. I think uh I think it was a minus 160 on Colorado from one of the betting lines that I that I saw for the series and I was like or maybe it was even minus 180 and I'm like are you serious like you're gonna favor the AVs that much over the two-time defending champions and gosh I'm gonna be <laughs> I will be one to attest that the Colorado Avalanche have a lot of firepower but uh short change and to undercut the Tampa Bay Lightning I think uh I don't know I think Vegas might be doing them a little bit of a disservice there
3: Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, and I've heard it from a lot of people, you know, maybe some fans that are, you know, their team lost to Tampa along the way, or, you know, again, Rangers fans that just lost them. Oh, Colorado's going to destroy them, this and that. I'm like, oh, really? Did you not see what Tampa Bay just did and what they've been doing all playoffs long? Like Colorado is a good team. 12-2 and coming into the Stanley Cup final, 7-0 and on the road but you're going up against a team that's won 11 straight playoff series. And, oh, by the way, they have a guy named Pat Maroon who's won 15 straight playoff series and going for his fourth cup. This is the type of matchup the NHL wants when they want a Stanley Cup final. They really want the two best teams playing for the trophy.
4: Yeah, it's either going to be Pat Maroon winning four cups in a row or Corey Perry losing three finals in a row. (laughs) I saw that on social media today. I'm like... (laughs) One of these is going to fall <laughs> and we will see which one, but, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been super impressive. It's unprecedented. We were talking about, you know, back in the day, Jersey against the avalanche in 2001, the devil's going for their back-to-back cups and just how difficult that is. And even guys off of those eighties Islanders team saying what Tampa Bay is doing is phenomenal. And, you know, something along the lines of you, you, you just absolutely loathe losing you absolutely hate losing and that's what that's where Tampa Bay is at right now they're on the cusp of three in a row and in the modern era in the past 20-25 years you know you've got the Detroit Red Wings or no the Penguins sorry they they, Detroit and Penguins played twice in a row but it was the Penguins that won the two in a row if I'm not mistaken
3: Uh, Detroit won back-to-back in the late 90s and Pittsburgh won back-to-back uh 16 and 17 that they right. never okay but when they were going for three in a row it's like the second round when teams were trying to go for three in a row was Mm-mm. always the the mark where they would fail because they've just played so much hockey right and has gone back to a stanley cup final for a third year in a row something we haven't seen since the 80s something we haven't seen like since the 70s i mean the flyers went to three straight but couldn't close the deal because they just run into the powerhouse Canadians in 1976. But the Islanders went to four straight. They went to five straight cup finals winning four. I mean, think about that, but the Gretzky's Oilers went to three straight. They won two. Um, Now Tampa's on the verge of winning a third straight, but I mean, that team, they are really good, but you can't shortchange the Colorado Avalanche. They have such a good team and, where to begin with this team. It's so hard not to look at the back end with Kale McCarr. I mean, this kid is probably the best defenseman I've seen in my lifetime. Nothing against Nick Ledstrom; He's in a hall of fame, but Kale McCarr is on another level.
4: I mean, the way and and the one play, of course, that sticks out in my mind is the way that when Connor McDavid was pushing into the zone along the right wing. And I think it was either want to say game one or game two, and and Kale McCarr just made a huge, you know, poke check, just a huge defensive play. And and you want to talk about favorites with Vegas? Kale McCarr is your favorite for for Con Smythe at this point. You know, five goals, seventeen assists for twenty two points, leading the Avalanche in scoring, and he's up there, I think, in the top seven um, amongst playoff scores currently. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you have him on the ice, it's it is the, the first game I saw him play. in in the first playoff game where he scored that goal and I looked over to my girlfriend, I said, this kid's going to be special. You know, I mean, that was a number of years ago now, but I mean, just to be 23 and to be able to do what he does and to, to have him and guys like Bowen Byram, you know, and, and now Arturi Lekanen, you know, that was a great article that you put out on full press hockey about the, just a second round pick and Justin Barron, you know, a Colorado Eagles guy that was an as prospect, defensive prospect, first round pick, and you trade those away to Montreal and you get good stick Lecky, who two years in a row scoring that game winning goal, that overtime goal to get his team into the Stanley cup final Montreal last season, Colorado, this season. I mean, there are concerns obviously with Cadre still out with Cogliano still out, but they skated no sticks in their hands, um, today. And, um, you know, it kind of it's a little reminiscent of uh, of another forward being out in 2001 um, at the end of the Kings Stanley Cup uh, or Western Conference semifinal. Uh, a guy by the name of Peter Forsberg ruptured his spleen in May of t- 2001 and was out for the rest of the playoffs. And the Avs got it done. The Avs got it done. So very reminiscent for me about, you know, one of your one of your top forwards going out your top six forwards and um, who knows he may he may come back but uh but yeah, the parallel was not lost on me
3: no do you do you think Kadri does come back in the series? Do we see him from Colorado's perspective? Do you think he gets into the lineup at all
4: uh i I think he would be <laughs> i I think he would be kicking himself if he didn't you know move heaven and earth to try and not get into the Stanley Cup final. I don't know if we see him game one, we might see him more game two, three. Um, I think he's going to give a, I think he's going to take a little bit more time for that thing to heal up. But uh, I mean, we don't know the extent of the damage. Of course, everything is hush hush. And, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him this series. I don't think we'll see him for the, for the opener on game one though.
3: Yeah. I don't think so either, but the way this kid's been playing, I mean, he's kept his head in the game this year, no stupid hits. No, nothing dumb. When this guy right. can play, he plays with that edge. And like he said, in, in, in that player's Tribune article, he is who he is. And I love guys that play with an edge and I've loved Kadri since he got drafted by Toronto. And it was such a great trade by Colorado to pick him up as well. Mm-hmm. And he, what he's done in the playoffs minus the suspensions, but this year everything was going in his favor. Some blues fans may not like the fact that Bennington went out. You know what? It was a hockey play. It happens, but he was, he was really good, especially in the regular season when Nate was out, when Glandis was out, where Rantanen had time where he missed as well. He filled in as the number one center on that big line, and his stats just took off. And he, to me, all playoffs for Colorado was an X factor. And I think if he does come back, that's going to be a big boost for them really uh, up front because, yes, they were able to get through Edmonton, moving and up, moving and down but against a team like Tampa who can play good defensive hockey, you may need a guy like that in your
4: lineup. Uh, agree a hundred percent. And the way that the Nachushkins, the Lekanins, the the JT Comfers, the way those guys stepped up, uh, especially that game winning goal from Comfer in game three. I mean, it was a soft goal. Should Ryan Smith or Mike Smith, sorry. Should Mike Smith have saved that? Probably, possibly coulda, woulda, shoulda, but I mean, it was a backbreaker for Edmonton. It was, I mean, the way that those forwards had stepped up and the way that Comfer just hustled for the puck and wrestled it away and and pushed it in. And, you know, catching Mike Smith on his heels, essentially. I mean, yeah, Kadri to, to be back would be such an asset against the Lightning here. But the way that the other forwards have stepped up in his absence has been inspirational. And the fact is, you know, you mentioned, let's let's pivot here a little bit. You mentioned guys coming back, and if Kadri's coming back, what about Braden Point? I mean, what, what about him coming back after missing, I think, 10 games so far this postseason?
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of
0: time.
2: <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, forward with the bylaw, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, he skated today uh, again with the Tampa Bay Lightning before they took off to Colorado uh, before media day tomorrow on Tuesday. And, yeah, he looks like he's inching closer to playing. He was on the third line. He was centering the third line. This is the best he's looked. He skated a lot during the Eastern Conference Final. Coach Cooper, again, was very coy, to say the least, about whether he's going to play game one or not. Um, I would be shocked if he played game one. The fact that he's taking line rushes in practice says to me he's close to playing game one. If not, I think he plays definitely plays game two uh, for Tampa. Uh, It all depends on how game one goes. But I think having a guy like that for Tampa Bay just gives them another look, um, especially down the middle. The problem is to me is they played so well without him. Um, But I think against Colorado, they're going to need him. I think they were able to play that way. But I think they need more scoring, and point gives that to you, especially on the third line. And then you can insert him on a power play; that's already lethal. I think that's a that's a big get for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And you mentioned goaltending. Uh, yes, Colorado is not facing Mike Smith anymore. They're not Correct. facing Connor Ingram. They're not facing Billy Huso. They're facing the best goaltender in the world in Andre Vasilevsky, and that's a tall order. Now, would you agree that Colorado struggled a little bit when Jordan Bennington was in for St. Louis, because if, if Bennington had stayed in that series again, big, if, but he did get hurt, but that series probably could have gone a lot longer than it did. And maybe the blues steal that series. If Bennington's healthy.
4: I agree with you on that. Um, Being there in person for game one, when Bennington was, was on, I mean, he, he was dialed in like Bennington. As, as much as he can be an irritant, I'll, I'll put that as diplomatically as I can. As much as he can be an irritant, um, he was amazing in net. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. That, that series probably would have gone to seven games had Bennington been in net. And, yeah, good, it's a good point with Huso you know, in, in my opinion, should he be backing up Bennington? I wasn't impressed with, with when he was with the San Antonio rampage, really when he was in the AHL. So when he got the call up to St. Louis permanently, I'm like, okay, (laughs) but, uh, and Connor Ingram, I mean, bless his heart. He came in and admirably, you know, backing up as, as, as much as he could, you know, Riddick and uh, Riddick. And, and it's just amazing how, (laughs) <laughs> he he got the opportunity and and he just got shelled. I mean, the Avalanche are just too powerful and everything like that. And then of course, Mike Smith, uh, the first game 8 to 6. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have one of those games this time around.
3: I don't think um,
4: so. <laughs> yeah. But uh but I mean, you mentioned goaltending. And and again to shift back to the Avalanche and and you mentioned, you know, John Cooper kind of being a little quiet and and being a little coy. About point coming back for game one. Um, I mean, Jared Bednar is just like you'll have to wait and see if it's going to be Pavel Francos or if it's going to be Darcy Kemper. Because right. Francos, I believe he's he's won six games in a row. Yes, um, that's correct. Yes, and so and, but his
3: last game was. Eh, I mean, he made the saves when he needed to make the saves, but he let in some goals that yeah yeah that I mean, were you know if it, yeah because to, cause to <laughs> me if Darcy Kemper was good enough to back up that means he's good enough to start game one to me. Right. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm not in the room. I'm not with the avalanche all the time, but to me, if he's on the bench good enough to back up, I think he's, I think that's the guy Colorado has to go to. He's been your starter all year. Now, Mm -hmm. as Mike and I have said on full press hockey weekly, do we trust Darcy Kemper? No, but he's gotten the job done for the avalanche this year. He's been their number one goalie. Uh, And he's played really well in these playoffs when he's been healthy and he's going to have to play even better. If Colorado is going to want to win the Stanley cup, because if you go to Pavel Frensos and you give up goals like you did against Edmonton, against this Tampa Bay lightning defense, you ain't coming back.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I mean, two of the most prolific play, uh, two of the most prolific point getters, I should say, in the NHL, in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Granted, Dreisaitl was hobbled up um, quite a bit in the later portion of, uh, I want to say both games three and four. Yeah, um, he was
3: hurt all playoffs going back to the King series. He had a high ankle sprain. Yeah. The fact that he put up record point in the Battle of Alberta is still amazing. And in game four, he put up four assists. On, yeah. I mean, yeah. like this
4: dude. On, on a bad wheel. Like, yeah, this and, dude and, and was and I, playing good. I remember one of the commentators saying, you know, his, he he may have a lower body injury, but his hands are still good. Yeah. <laughs> and boy, were they, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that Edmonton, that game four was uh, another, it, it kind of had the same atmosphere, the same spirit as game one. And so, I mean, Andre Vasilevsky, you know, back to, back to the goaltending. I mean, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be the test. This is going to be yeah. the test for the apps to really <laughs> to, to see what they're made of to see. And, and again, with the betting lines, the way they were, I'm like, this is going to be, this is going to be tough. This is, this is not, this is not Patrick Waugh versus Martin Brodeur no. in 2001. No. It is you know, not. This is, uh, in my opinion, it's probably going to be Darcy Kemper. I mean, Pablo Francis filled in admirably when Kemper was out, but, um, but it's probably going to be Darcy Kemper in game one. If I were going to bet on it, I'd say it'd be Kemper and, and Darcy Kemper. He's been, I mean, I remember as fans saying, Oh, but Philip Grubauer, you know, he was doing fine and everything, but I've enjoyed Darcy Kemper. I mean, he kind of toiled away in uh, Arizona for a number of years, in my opinion, and, you know, just kind of not wasting his prime years, but you know.
3: Yeah. But he played really well for Arizona, especially in the bubble when he got into the first round of the playoffs to play Colorado. I mean, I believe when he played Colorado in the first round, I remember some of those games for Where he put up like 50 saves. I'm like, this guy's getting peppered by Colorado. And somehow these games are still close. I'm like, Darcy Kemper is a quality goaltender. Mm-hmm. And he has done a great job for Colorado. I think people wanted to see more from him. Uh, but he has the defense in front of him. Especially Kale McCarr, as you mentioned, that play with McDavid. He made that play, oh, yeah. that poke check look like it was, he swatted it away like it was nothing. Like it oh, was yeah. a routine play for him that like he makes every day. That's going to be a challenge for him to do it against Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov and Paula on that top line. But one of the matchups I'm looking forward to the most is the Anthony Shirelli line taking on Nathan McKinnon's line to see if they can lock him down the way they lock down that because they been a JAD line in the Eastern conference final.
4: Well, and I mean, if that's the case, if, if that line does end up getting locked down again, it's going to be the depth of the avalanche because, you know, whenever you're making a strategic shift, whenever you're, you know, you know, saying, all right, we're going to, we're going to lock this line down. We're going to lock this guy down. You know, there's always going to be opportunities. And again, with Kadri out, with Comfer, you know, stepping up, with Lekkanen stepping up, Nachushkin, Burakovsky, you know, these depth forward guys, or at least, you know, yeah, I, I say depth forward, but you know what I mean. It's not like yeah, but they are, but they are they depth are. forward.
3: And, yeah. and who would have thought Darren Helm was still playing in the league? I, I didn't even know he was still playing when he scores the goal with like five seconds. Wait. When I had a double take. I'm like, Darren Hells still playing at the National Hockey League right now? And another, Hell, great adi- yeah. another great addition. Another great addition. But Nichushkin's been so good. They got him off the waiver wire. Great depth player. And even you look at – and it's going to be depth on depth too because you look at Sorelli. You look at uh, Brett, Brandon Hagel, Nick Paul, uh, guys like that for uh, Tampa Bay. Alex Kalorn, can he step up? Uh, you know, Corey, the Corey Perry's, the Pat Maroons, the Belmars, like all those guys, you know, it could come down to depth guys, because that's usually what happens in the playoffs. And, you know, the way the Sorelli line was able to slow the game down and forecheck hard. And they had so many chances in game six against um, the Rangers in Eastern conference final, they played so well. And that's definitely a matchup and you bring up 2001 again, and it's sim- the same thing I see here is the Tampa Bay, clogging the neutral zone, trying to slow down the avalanche attack because the abs have speed and have great passes on their breakout and they can go through the neutral zone so quickly in their transition game. They were able to do it. Toronto, Toronto gave Tampa a really good test. They were able to shut down the best offense in the league in Florida in four games. Uh, so that's another matchup. I'm really looking forward to because it, again, it reminds me of Oh one with the devils and, and the avalanche.
4: And, as we know speed I mean, speed is the Avs' calling card and to watch nathan mckinnon play in person is he is so just you notice him i mean he, mm-hmm. he sticks out like a sore thumb and well i guess that's a poor analogy because he sticks out so well like he's yeah. just very you know he's just I'm, I'm trying to find the right phrase it's not like it's he just jumps out at you like right. he just he's, he's on a different on that level speed. he's on a
3: different level and i think he's really taken that quote he said to heart last year he's like i've been in this league for seven years i haven't won shit i mean it's true i mean he and he was right and he's taken it to heart and then at game five against st louis he had his breakout playoff moment of this year when he's like i'm willing this team to victory and with that goal that he scored which was ridiculous against st louis that was i'm like okay if Colorado this is Colorado's game now but unfortunately they lost in overtime one and six but still um Nathan McKinnon is unbelievable I mean this is such a great great matchup and another thing and I don't know if you would agree with this but this reminds me of again 2015 go back to when Tampa was in Colorado shoes taking on the veteran Chicago team it Mm. feels like a similar situation like that
4: yeah yeah, I can I can see where the parallel will kind of be drawn with that. I mean, it's uh yeah, Chicago was a juggernaut in in those in those mid you know two thousand tens. They were, and and now Tampa's in those shoes. Now Tampa is the juggernaut, and and the Avalanche are kind of the you know the. I don't want to call them the underdog because they're not. You know they're not. They're, they're not. No. They've, they've, they were the favorites last year, if I wasn't, if I'm not mistaken. And, Mm -hmm. and they, they kind of fell short of that expectation, but, and, and then you put them as the favorites again this year and, and they're living up to that expectation. You know, it's like, they're, they're growing into their own and, you know, all of these guys, you know, Landon Skog and, and Eric Johnson, just like, ah, we've been, we've been working at this for 10 plus years, 10 plus seasons. And we're finally getting a chance to you know, to be able to, to get to the Stanley cup final and to push through and to.
2: Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day, playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing. They were also playing Chumba Casino. coincidence. I think not. Everybody's loving, having fun with it. Chumbacasino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere
4: Again, I, it it's, it's true at the AHL level that I cover most often. It's true at the NHL level here with the avalanche down with the Eagles depth, 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 and the depth that the avalanche have to, to call on a guy like Logan O'Connor that can give you that grit and that, you know, and that PK prowess and, and same with Cogliano, you know, talking about PK, you know, to get him back is going to be huge on the, on the penalty kill, and Darren Helm, you know Darren Helm, Nico Sturm, another deadline acquisition that you're like, okay, well he can he can slot in pretty well as a bottom six forward. Uh, Nicholas abe Cubell, you know it's like you name these guys and and it's like okay, well guess who scored the game winner in uh, game one of the the St. Louis overtime game? Oh yeah, Josh Manson. Yeah, like yeah. we all predicted. You know, it's yeah. like
3: yeah, Josh you know, it's Manson, like, the guy that the the forgotten guy of the trade deadline. <laughs>
4: Right. Right. You know, and it's like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, any one of these guys can score. And it's, it's again, I'm, I'm getting a little nostalgic here, you know, talking about Forsberg being out with the spleen going back to 96 game four against the Florida Panthers. Who else?
3: By the way. Yeah.
4: Three overtimes.
3: Great game. game, By the way. That was awesome.
4: From the blue line. You recruit from
3: from the the blue blue line. line. Yeah. Great shot just through bodies, but that's, but this time of year, that's when the ugly goals happen. I mean, oh, it's yeah. never going to be pretty. I mean, look at the stamp coast winner in game six in the Eastern conference final off, uh, off his shin pad and off. And it's like, yeah, of course that's the kind of goals that they're going to score game five winner, Sergeyev off of a shin pad and in. I mean, those it's, they're not pretty goals this time of year. They're really not. And the depth on both sides, the defense you have, you said, you have Makar, Taves, Byram on the one side, then you got Hedman, McDonough, Sergeyev. And I think, You know, McCarr adjusts his game so well because I believe in one game in the St. Louis series, his shot wasn't getting through because they were blocking so many shots. And then the next game he had 10 shots. I think that's going to be an adjustment too because Tampa blocks so many shots. As Cooper said after the first round, everybody's wearing 88 out there, it feels like, because everybody's getting in the way of the puck. And I think that's, again, it's going to come down, as it always does, special teams who can score five on five. These teams match up so well with each other. It's just one of those series that you feel is just going to go the distance.
4: And, and we as observers are going to be spoiled for riches because this is it. This is, this is the two-time defending cup champion against the, at least for the past few seasons, the perennial favorite to go the distance and has always faltered in the second round for, for three years running. And now here we are the Avs and the lightning Game one on Wednesday at Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado. And it's, yeah, you could feel the electricity in the air here in the Mile High City. It's amazing to have Cup Fever again, just permeating through the air.
3: (laughs) Yeah, first time since 01, they were in a Stanley Cup Final. And I think Colorado's trying to make it a three for three trip Mm -hmm. in the Stanley Cup Final. Three times, three cups. So we'll see if that happens. You know, Tampa has been together for a long time. That group with John Cooper, uh, you know, the triplets with Paul and Nikita Kucherov. Obviously, Tyler Johnson's not there anymore, but Stamkos, Headman, all those guys, Vasilevsky. Everybody forgets Vasilevsky played in the 2015 Stanley Cup final against Chicago and looked really good. But then on the other side, Jared Bednar. And I don't think he gets enough credit as a head coach, to be honest, for what he's done with this Avalanche team to keep them level-headed through the playoffs. Um, and you know, he was there when they were at their worst and oh. to turn it around and to see where this team has come. I, I, I'm just excited for this series. I really am. I can't wait to cover it. Uh, we, you know, we're both going to be on the, on, on it with it, both sides. And, you know, it's just going to be fun. And this, it's it just, it's just a fun time to, to watch the Stanley cup final. I'm, I'm like Steve Austin in 97 at the rumble. I'm just like looking at like, all right, just give it to me. I'm ready. Yeah.
4: just looking at your imaginary watch.
3: Exactly. I'm ready.
4: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and you mentioned Bednar and I think this is a good closing, uh, closing point from my end. Um, trying to be the first coach to win a ECHL championship, an AHL championship and an NHL championship. He won the ECHL Kelly cup with the South Carolina stingrays he takes over the head coaching job with the Lake Erie Monsters now called the Cleveland Monsters and you know winning that Calder Cup essentially great feather in his cap avs pick him up i believe the monsters were the ahl affiliate of the avs at the time so the promotion to head coach was uh i mean it wasn't it was it was as natural as you could going from the ahl to the nhl level I mean, I guess Jay Woodcroft, you know, going from Bakersfield to Edmonton, that was, that was quite a good, um, that was quite a good transition from him, you know, making the Western conference final, taking over the team mid season. Um, surprisingly that that bodes kind of well for coaches, but you know, <laughs> taking over a team mid season and then going for deep playoff runs, but, but I digress. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bednar has got that chance to make some history on that end and um, Jim, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I mean, for the first time in, I want to say three years, it feels like, you know, we're, we're back to some semblance of normality, mm-hmm. uh, in the sports world, at least. And, and we're covering a, a series that's going to have a packed ball arena in downtown Denver, right there off a of chopper circle. And it's going to be it's going to be bonkers. It's going to be amazing. And I got you covered here on the Western conference on the West half in the, in the Rocky mountains. And, and you're my East coast guy. You you're, you're out there in the East and you got to lock down there, right? Yeah, I got it. Right I got it locked
3: down. I got it yes, locked do. down on the East coast. <laughs> I've been to Emily arena multiple times. I love this spot. Thunder alley is going to be rocking for this, this game. They've done a great job out there. The arena on the river walk. It's beautiful. If you ever get down to Tampa, People listening, go to Amelie Arena. Their hotel's right on the Riverwalk. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, a great time. I got to get myself out to Colorado. I've never been. Want to check oh. out the arena. Uh, love to be out there one time uh, checking out Ball Arena. Uh, be awesome to see there. But both both arenas are going to be rocking. And I, it's going to be a great series. And, you know, as somebody asked me, you know, do, do you really think the Lightning – have a chance to three and I say yes I do because you can't discount the champions champions until somebody beats them the champs of the champs until somebody beats them and you can't pick against them until somebody beats this team four times to knock them out how can you pick against them
4: it it yeah and and like you said unless they they go out you know rare rarely at least in my recent memory rarely occurring that a defending champ doesn't even make the postseason but to, to get knocked out in round one or round two um, seems to be more commonplace um, than, than not make the postseason at all. But for again, for Tampa Bay to play so much damn hockey the past yeah. three seasons and to do it, uh, yeah, was it the, gosh, was it the first one that was in the bubble?
3: First one was in the bubble. That's 2020, right. Yes. In the bubble. In a bubble. And a lot of people are like, ah, you know what? It's in the bubble. No, mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> you, when you win a Stanley, and let me tell you something whether they win this one or not, that was the hardest one of the three. Mm-hmm. If they win, if they win, because they were away from their families, they were in the
4: bubble and
3: they were locked down and couldn't do anything. So yeah. that's harder than what they're doing now.
4: Yeah. Oh, most certainly. I can't even imagine the mental toll of all of that. I mean, and right. just the, 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 weight that was on all of us and, and it, more so in a sports setting where you're vying for a championship you know, I, I say, no, no, there is no asterisk next to that. Mm -hmm. That is a legitimate championship and to, and, and probably even harder, like you said, than winning one in front of fans under normal circumstances.
3: Absolutely. It's going to be great. Game one, Stanley cup final gets underway 8 PM Wednesday night ball arena. CC. Thanks for coming on the full press NHL podcast today. It was great to have you on. Got to do it again. Maybe do some dailies this week, talk some games, And uh, I'm Jim Berenger. You've been listening to Full Press NHL Podcast. Enjoy the Stanley Cup final, everybody. With Lucky
0: Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.